welcome to those online and uh, wonderful time praising the Lord together. Amen. I know you're hot, but it's, uh, it's an easy thing to say amen. So be it. Yes, it was. Yes, I agree. Praise God for what he has done. We'll never stop thanking him for all that he has done. I'd like us to pray because I feel very much the need of revelation this morning. I know we've just prayed, but I wonder if you could pray for yourself that your own heart, the eyes of your heart would have light, would see. And we just agree together in prayer. Father, it's this great prayer that is in your word. We pray that the eyes of our heart, my heart, our hearts will be enlightened so that we might know you and know the hope of our calling and the glorious riches of our inheritance in Christ and the exceedingly greatness of his power towards those who believe. Lord, we need to see it before we can have it. And so we pray for that sight and we say, let there be light. We banish all darkness, um, all tradition and religion of our lives in the name of Jesus Christ and we loose light. Let there be light. Go on, speak it over your own heart. Let there be light in Jesus' name. Amen. And so it was. And so it was. Light's coming. Through the word, light's coming. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, this morning, it's not going to be a long message, but it's a powerful message because it's the word of God. And we're going to look at Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. Thank you, Lord. Exodus chapter 15. And we read from verse 22 to 26. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah, because that's the meaning of Marah, bitter. And the people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he cast it in the waters, the waters were made sweet. And there he made a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. And he said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. 
I am the Lord who heals you. Praise God for his word. Praise God for who he is and what he promises to be and do in our lives. Now, Israel had just left Egypt, slavery under Pharaoh, had just left the most awful oppression, and God, by his power and might, had brought them out of Egypt, which is a symbol of the world. It's the symbol for us of our old life of sin under Satan's power, under the power of Pharaoh, the the enemy, but also in the world. And God brought us out in Christ through what he has done into a new life. And the Israelites got to the other side of the Red Sea, having seen God open the sea like a wall either side. I love to imagine walking through. Pastor Andy always says, was Nemo in there? With all the fish up against the the wall, they would have seen so much. But it was dry land. They walked through in a great act of God's power worked in creation so that his people could come through into, his plan was always into the promised land where every good thing was available and provided for where they would inherit the promised land. The word is inherit, not work for. Isn't that wonderful? It's all grace. It's all God's grace to give everything for those who don't work for it because he has already done the work for us in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful thing. So they get to the other side of the Red Sea and they have an absolute praise party like we did this morning. That was hot praise, by the way. Hot in both ways. And they were singing and dancing and they got their instruments out and everybody was shouting out about how great God had been to them and done such great things for them. And then Moses led them on a journey and they knew they were going to the promised land, but they went through a wilderness and in three days, which is not um, possible to survive much longer without water, is it, in a hot desert country. Within three days, uh, they hadn't had water And they see shimmering, I can imagine it, in the desert, dry sand, no trees for cover. Everybody is as hot as they're going to be tomorrow when it's 34 degrees, sweltering. And they see the hope shimmering, the light, the sun on the water. And they go, ah, we're all right. We We can drink, we can survive this. And they get to the water, and the first one there, because there's always a first one there, throws their face in the water to drink and immediately spits it out and says what we had hoped for, that this water was going to be good, is bitterly disappointing. Bitter. So when they thought it was going to be good, it turned out not good. 
and they couldn't drink the water because it would actually poison them. It would damage them. Now, God had a plan for his people. And his plan wasn't to provide bad things, but it was a plan to test their faith on the journey so that they might grow in faith and get to know God more and get to know who he was. Because coming out of Egypt, they didn't really know God. And God doesn't just want to do miracles for us. He wants us to know him in the journey. And so he tests them at the waters that are bitter. And I want to declare today that every Christian will struggle with bitter disappointment. It is the truth. Because if you're saved in this life, there will be struggles and disappointing things happen. Probably some of the worst disappointments in life can happen through people we love and they disappoint us. Or in a great loss where we'd hoped for a good outcome and it didn't turn out as we'd hoped. And it was a bitter experience for us. Or a job that you thought was going to be the bee's knees turned out to be something that was not good. Bitter disappointment. And we can even be, and I've been there, bitterly disappointed in ourselves. And these kind of bitter things, it's very important we understand that God wants to use those experiences to turn them around, not just for a miracle, but to change us in it. So that the bitter circumstances of life can change into something sweet. Because he is a God who changes the bitter to Sweet. He changes bitter experiences into a sweet thing. So, there were two responses at this water. And there were the people of Israel, their response, you will notice, was to complain. And the Bible has zero, nothing good to say about complainers. Complainers get stuck at bitter experiences. If you imagine, God had always planned for them to move on from this location and into the promised land. They hadn't gone very far and God had a lot more for them. He had a lot further for them to go, and he had a land of promise for them to enter into. But they had a test in this bitter experience, and I know that you know what I'm talking about. Many of you this morning have had bitter experiences where all your hopes and dreams of what would be are not at all. And God always has a plan, but the response of complaint 
is something that is so serious that he needs to get the plaint, the complaint out of our hearts so that we become people of faith, not grumbling and complaining about our lot in life, about what's gone on in our circumstances. So the response of the people of Israel is a response I, I, I might be able to say accurately, I don't know, is that perhaps we've all had. We've all grumbled at one occasion or another about a person or a situation or a government or a, I don't know, school or a job or a boss or a pastor or somebody in your connect group, or um, the worship, the sound, uh, the, the whatever it is. And God hears, and he says, actually, I know what's already in there, but I want to deal with that and change it and bring it into sweet. He wants to change our bitter complaining into sweet praise. Mm. Mm. So their response wasn't right and got them nowhere. And complaint will get you nowhere. It'll go, you will not see God working in your life through complaining. And this is the lesson in the bitter things of life. That actually whatever happens to us that causes us pain and hurt and actually are horrible experiences. The way we respond is key to how we will be and how, what God can do in our future. Amen. Moses had a completely different response. His response was to pray. When you get into a situation of disappointment or disillusionment with a relationship or with a situation at work or whatever it is, this is the route out. God has planned a route out of that situation. The first thing he does is he prays. And God showed him something. Now, People who pray see. People who pray see. See what God wants to show them that is the solution. People who do not pray do not see. How's your prayer life? How's your prayer life? People who pray see. So when Moses cried out to the Lord, God showed him the solution because he's a God who cares about you and his people and he has a solution for every bitter place. He has a solution for every bitter situation, past, present and future. Praise God. He's a God who will do far more than we could ask or imagine. 
if we will turn to him and not turn against. Well, Moses became the one that people turned against as if it was his fault. And God took that personally because he does take personally people who complain about leaders. Amen. So complaint is always a negative thing for you. And God cannot work in complaining, grumbling, and moaning, and blaming. But he can work with a praying person who turns to him, and God will reveal the answer. Now, I find this wonderful. Jesus is wonderful because he loves us so much that he wants to turn everything that's bitter to sweet. And I love what he shows Moses. He showed him a tree. A tree. Doesn't look like a solution for bad water, poisoned water, does it? It doesn't look like a solution for a whole nation needing to travel to the promised land. But God showed him something that, humanly speaking, wouldn't work. But God is not human. He's God. And he has the God kind of solutions. And he shows a tree. Now, a tree in Hebrew means either living or a piece of wood from Neil's business. A plank. (laughs) A tree or a dead piece of wood, you could say. Something that's been cut down. And this tree speaks of God's remedy for every bitter thing in our lives. And that tree goes all the way to when Jesus came and died on the cross. Because God's word says that Christ died on a tree. And the tree is God's remedy for every human need and disappointment. Amen. Let's clap the Lord. God provided the solution. The tree is the cross of Jesus Christ. On the cross, God dealt with every human need spiritually, emotionally. I declare it. God can turn a bitter to sweet. Mentally, he can change torment to peace. God solved the devil on the cross. He took the sin of humanity on the cross. He did all that was needed for our healing on the cross. Galatians chapter 3. We read here of Jesus and the, the, the truth that he took the curse. Because cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Let's just, before I read it out, in Deuteronomy, anyone who died on a tree, on a cross, on, on wood, was cursed by God. 
And Jesus was cursed by God for us because he became sin for us. My sin, he became a curse for. I don't think I'll ever get to the end of thanking him for that. I am no longer cursed because he became and took the curse. So it says here, Christ has redeemed us. That means brought us out by paying for us out of a captivity. He redeemed us from the curse of the law, what we couldn't do to be right with God. He did it for us. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. By faith, we inherit blessing, not curse. Faith in Jesus and what he has done removes all curse and releases the blessing of God in our lives. The tree, the cross, is the solution. In 1 Peter, here we read again of chapter 2, verse 24, Jesus himself bore our sins in his own body. Think of it, his physical body. On the cross, his physical body suffered and he was bearing the sin of all peoples for all time. That we, having died to sins, that means God removed through the death and resurrection of Jesus, our old nature has gone, our sin nature has gone, and now we have a sweet nature. Christ in us. He has given us himself. That now his sweetness has replaced our bitterness. He took our sin upon himself. By his stripes you were healed. On the cross, all the healing and all the solutions will ever that will ever be needed in your life or the life of anyone on earth is already complete. He has already taken it. Now God showed him this tree. And I want to put to you this morning that God still shows each one of us his cross, the work of his son, in every bitter thing that we face, in ever every situation where we thought and hoped it would be different to what it is. God says, I have already solved it and I can change everything. And once, once, um, once God revealed the tree to Moses, he had to throw it in. Isn't that interesting? He didn't just see a piece of wood and go, I believe, I believe, I believe. He had to actually throw it into the bitter thing. He had to throw it in to that situation. 
Without an act of faith, there will be no power released. Can you see that? Moses had to throw it in. That is faith. It's an act of faith that you throw in the victory of the cross. In whatever, in circumstances or in your life and in your relationships or in whatever is going on, you throw in the victory that has already been won. Apply what Jesus has done into that situation. And in that act, all the bitterness was removed. Not just seeing, but acting in faith. Not just seeing the cross is the solution, but applying the victory of Jesus in every situation. Isn't that wonderful? And if you do that in any situation, that bitter thing will become sweet. He turns my bitter into sweet. If I act on and throw in, throw in the victory of everything that Jesus has won. People who don't throw in don't see the power. The water, the situation stays the same. You might have all the information up here, but if you don't act in faith, it's not going to change. So how do we do this? How do we act in faith? How do we apply what Jesus has done in every bitter circumstance? Are you hearing God this morning? You're hearing how to change absolutely everything that you face that is difficult, a disappointment, a disillusionment with life, and turn it to sweet. What a master plan God has. And it's always the cross. It's always the cross. It's what he has done. So how do we apply what Jesus has done? Before I do this, I just want to say, and I know that you know this in your personal experience, but you know, I became really bitter before I was saved. I saw so much um, happen to people that I love that was suffering and death. I experienced all kinds of betrayal and, do you know, people, the way people treat you. But as soon as I became a Christian, that kind of complaint and attack and anger left me. I didn't want to hit out anymore. I became sweet. The new creation is a miracle. It's a miracle of change. And it is all God and all because you trusted in Jesus and you applied your faith in what he has done. It's the biggest change you'll ever have is becoming a new creature. Because what's inside you is good. Before it was all bad. There was nothing good in you or me. I just need to tell you, some people like to think they're partially good. No, zero. You had to be crucified with Christ. The old you had to die. So that's the good news. 
and a new person raised in Christ Jesus. And so, you know, I, I saw this in reality in my relationships. I had a real huff on with my dad, a major problem. And, you know, he had treated my mum in what I thought was a way that was very unloving and uncaring. And so I took offence at what my dad did to my mum. It made me bitter and twisted inside. And actually, I was headed on a course of staying at the bitter waters of Mara. Every relationship I would have had, I would, I would have only had bitter. You can only change your future if you get Jesus into your heart. You can't become a different person without Jesus. Only Jesus can change you. And I remember after receiving Jesus as my Lord and Savior, repenting, turning to him, saying, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you all my life because of what you've done for me. I literally had a heart change. I loved my dad. It was a shock. No, 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 you don't know. Do you know what I mean? When someone you didn't like, you now love. Do you not think that's the greatest miracle on earth? Where God can change your bitter to sweet by applying what Jesus has done and receiving the work of the cross personally. Every relationship can be healed through the cross. Every person can be healed through the cross. If you chuck it in. I don't mean that irreverently, but I mean act in faith and apply what Jesus has done. So how do we do this? We need to do certain things before we can enter into the victory of seeing something bitter turn sweet. First thing, deal with complaining. Say, this is for me. (laughs) Deal with complaint. My wife, my husband, my job, my pastor, my connect group leader, my friend, my dad, my mum. You will stay at that bitter place for as long as you complain. But the only way to deal with it is to come to the Lord and say, forgive me. And as soon as you do, he does. As soon as you say it, he forgives. If you've been complaining about your job, The government, honestly, please, we're in days where all we do is slate everybody. Social media seems to be an opportunity to tear whoever we can down and vent our moaning and complaining in a forum that is just actually ungodly. It's ungodly. Don't complain. It is the beginning of healing 
is to stop complaining and start praying. Tell somebody next to you, I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. I can stop complaining and start praying. Because as soon as I pray, God will show me the solution. And it's always wrapped up in what Jesus has already done. It's always wrapped up in his son and his work for us, in his death and resurrection. Then apply it to the situation. Say, there's a scripture. Can I have actually uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15? Look at this. Okay. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I throw that into that bitter thing. It'll become sweet. Are we there? This is pure faith, guys. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. I release victory. His victory in this bitter disappointment. His victory of joy over sorrow. His victory over provision in lack. He changes it. His victory over strife to peace. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory over any addiction or sin. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory over the enemy in every circumstance. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory for my mind and my heart through Jesus and what he has done. Thanks be to God who turns something bitter and broken into something sweet and whole. You've noticed, haven't you, how some people go through a bitter experience very differently to others. Because we watch people, don't we? You watch, and you see someone who's been betrayed and left and abandoned. How if they respond God's way, come out whole and happy in heart. Because they throw in the work of the cross, which ultimately means forgiveness. And being able to forgive those who hurt you not just be forgiven yourself. So first you pray. Second you, you apply what Jesus has done on the cross and throw it into that situation. That scripture sums up that he has won everything for us already on the cross. And he gives us. You know what the word gives mean? It's, it's given. It's yours. The victory is yours. All you have to do is apply faith and put it into that situation. And God will turn it to sweet. Praise God. Something that's happening in the Worldwide Church Forum, because there's a great man of God called Bill Johnson, who many of you will have heard or read one of his books, great, great, uh, apostle, actually, an American leader, 
but his ministry has influenced the church worldwide. In the last few days, he's been through a very bitter, disappointing uh, thing. And that bitter disappointment has been at a level that actually sometimes some of us go through. And his wife uh, died of cancer two days ago. And he has a powerful healing ministry and he believes, which is the truth, that God is good. And he believes in praying heaven as it is, as it on earth, praying every situation to line up with the will of God. But he lost his beloved wife a few couple of days ago. But I know what he knows about the Lord is that he will throw in what Jesus has done on the cross for him. And that bitter thing that's happening now, God will turn to sweet. Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn now. I'm going to say something radical here. Jesus said it in Luke 6, for they will laugh. Blessed are those who mourn now, for they will laugh. And some of you have experienced immense loss in your life. Been the bitterest thing that you've ever experienced. But I want to say to you, if you will apply what Jesus has done for you on the cross and his way of doing life, then you will laugh again. And it is my conviction that this great man of God will laugh again. And it's my conviction that anybody who's broken and trodden down by life's circumstances, God is able to change bitter to sweet. He is the God who changes everything. And he's always good. Finally, the Lord, after telling Moses this, he says, instruct the people to listen to my voice and do what I say. In other words, once I change situations and once you apply your faith, then continue to follow Jesus. Don't do your own thing. Because life will get bitter and bad very quickly. So many Christians just want God to change the bitter to sweet, but God has a lot more insight and he wants to bring you on the journey into his destiny and his destination, which is the promised land. But it's always his way and following Jesus all the way, not following your own way or the ways of this life, not going off for desire for other things that will hedge you into destruction, but keeping your heart completely set on Jesus and following him and being devoted to doing what Jesus says to do. Obedience. Obedience is part of the plan. Faith in a God who heals and changes bitter things to sweet and then obedience to walking with Jesus through life together with his people. That is God's plan and we will enter into all the things that he's planned for us. There's a great future ahead, but it's walking with him 
all the way. And in it, the goal is we see him and we know him and we love him even more. He's the Lord who heals us. In that moment, the Israelites went, he doesn't just bring us out of darkness into light, out of slavery, into freedom, but he also provides for us every step of the way and every bitter thing and disappointing thing, he turns it around and makes it sweet. What a word. What a God. He is the Lord who heals us. And this morning, he's here. He's here as the one who heals us. He's here as the God, the same God who changed the waters of Marah. The same Jesus is in you now, if you've received him as your Lord and Savior. And all he asks of you is to apply your faith and say, thank you, Lord, simply. Thank you, Lord, as I look at this situation, turn it round, Lord. Make it sweet. And Lord, I thank you that you give me the victory in this through our Lord Jesus Christ, that I have the victory. And thanksgiving, just to finish, thanksgiving is the purest expression of faith because you give thanks before any evidence is seen or felt. Amen. Thanksgiving is an expression of faith. You give thanks before any evidence is seen or felt. Let's stand. Praise God for what he has done. Praise God for what he has done. Thank you, Lord. Now just uh, be conscious of the Lord. We're going to pray real prayers now. And that means we need to be conscious that the Lord is present. Thank him that you've seen the wonder of the tree, the cross, revealed to you today. In a fresh way, speaking to you about every bitter disappointment and experience. Thank you, Lord, that you've showed us the cross. That before our eyes, Christ has been portrayed as crucified. And that we believe, Lord, in the victory that Jesus has won for every human need and every material need and every life need, relational need, already accomplished through you on the cross. And today, Father, in your name, we thank you that we can apply our faith facing difficult, bitter experiences. You're the God who changes things. You're the God who makes something that we can't deal with sweet. Lord, for your people today, I just thank you that you've already got the solution and already done it. And that if we will apply our faith today, you're the same God who changed that water, you'll change our water to sweet. Now, just as you stand there, just, just apply your faith and say, Lord, thank you. 
that you're going to change what's bitter to sweet. Just speak it out with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for instant change as well as process of following your word, listening to your voice. Thank you, Lord, that you have a way for us to see a victory in every situation. And Father, I just thank you that you are the Lord who heals. And this morning, I just thank you that you exalt who you are in our eyes. We look to you, Father, for every situation. And we thank you that you have already provided all we need. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.